It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer, brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. Kirk Elliott sits in with us as he does each and every Monday. Got a lot to talk about today. Um, Lee Spencer is going to join us here in a little bit. We're going to talk about Christopher Bell's win at Martinsville and Ross Chastain's move on the final lap. Uh, what a crazy video game move that he made there on the last lap. Kyle Larson, not a big fan of it. We'll talk about that and more here as we get into it. Kirk, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I loved it. If Kyle wasn't a big fan of it, I loved the move. You, you, you didn't really care. Um, Kyle Larson, not a big fan of it, though. And I didn't hear his comments. Why is that, that Kyle doesn't like that? You didn't, you didn't see his I comments? I didn't hear his comment. He's just not a big fan of uh, grinding around the wall. What, what did he say, Austin, exactly? Can we can we pull that video up and, and and maybe play that video a little bit? He said it was embarrassing. Embarrassing. But didn't he try to do that something similar to that at one time? Yeah, that's no different than what he did at the Southern 500 last year at Darlington on the last lap with Denny Hamlin. Um, it's no different than anybody else. Carl Edwards. Uh, Carl Edwards, but they all run the fence at Homestead and. And places, you know, like that, yeah, you're not buried in the fence, but you're still up there. So, um, I don't understand how it's embarrassing for the sport. I, I can't go through social media right now without seeing, um, you know, just dozens upon dozens of, of posts about it. I mean, it's, it is the talk of, of motorsports right now, and it, it saved, it saved that race. That race was a snoozer until that point, and, um, and it's finally put, you know, good light back on NASCAR. Was it a good race yesterday, Kurt? It was single file for most of the race. It was. Uh, Running on the bottom? Yeah, I mean, there just wasn't multiple grooves around that track. I mean, this is the same as we've seen for short tracks with this new car. And at Martinsville, uh, just hard to pass right now. You know, it was... The other drama that's overshadowed was Christopher Bell doing what he had to do well, uh, hold to on, win hold the on, race. Uh, hold on, don't, don't. So there was drama in the race, but overall, through most of the 500 laps, no, nah, there wasn't a lot of passing. Uh, all it took on. was one yellow with 10 to go. So that's all we needed. Right. You know, we're seeing this. As, it's a trend this year on a lot with this new car. Um, the races are awful until we have have something thrown at it within the last handful of laps. We've seen the same thing at the Roval with the yellow and, and a green-white checkered, um, and we see it here, um, speaking in, in playoff terms, um, and we see it here back, back at Martinsville. It, it, and it, you, Do you think it really boils down to these drivers don't want to get hurt in these cars? you think that's what it boils down to? Well, I think it's more of a short track issue than anything else with these cars. No, Kurt. Because we've seen good racing at some of the other Drivers racetracks. don't want to get hurt in these cars, period. No, I don't think that has anything to do with why the race was not, bad not yesterday. Not at a short track. No. You can you can take a blow there. It's it's Now, if you're at Talladega and we saw a single-file race, yes, that's because they didn't want to get hurt. 
um, they have a horrible package. The tire they done tremendous tire testing, and the tires that they tested on were like in 60, 70, maybe low 80 degree weather, and it was cold all weekend. Right. So the test that you guys they spent two days on there, I believe back in August, is useless. Um, we have a tire that doesn't fall off, and we're gonna sit there and see single fall racing. It's and Martinsville, it's, it's going to be a single fall race because how how narrow the groove is and how flat the track is. But there's no tire fall off, so there's nobody backing up through the field. Let me just say one thing before we go any further about quarter mile racing. The worst wreck I ever had. Period. Bar none. The hardest hit I ever had was at Riverside Stadium on a quarter mile racetrack. Just so you know. So you can get hurt on a quarter-mile racetrack. And if you back one of these cars into the wall, we've seen it many times that it doesn't take much. Uh, All you got to do is look at at Bowman, right? It it, it looked like he barely hit the wall, and he's out for the rest of the year. It can happen. People can get hurt on a quarter-mile racetrack. It it can vary. You got a good point, but... The speeds are, are a lot different. You're not, you're what? 40, you're still running 100 miles an hour. At the end of the straightaway. But, yeah. I mean, if you get turned in the middle middle of the corner you're, and you back it up in the fence, you're doing 40, 50. So, yeah, you might have a slight injury, tops, but we're, we're not putting guys' careers out of Martinsville. Ross Chastain wasn't worried about getting hurt at the end of that race. He wasn't thinking about getting hurt. Well, all I can tell you is, is that, my wreck when I had it at Riverside Stadium down there back in 1988. Yeah. Um, the people in the grandstands said that it looked like it killed me. Well, you're trying to compare 1988 to to 2022. I was only running 50 mile an hour, 60 Look, mile an hour at the most on a little dirt track, and I hit the, the back wall in the head on. Seat. With with a lap belt, I mean it's the safety is has greatly improved and and I mean a hit hit back then I'm not surprised that it nearly killed killed you I'm glad it didn't but um, that's that's not common for what we're seeing today. Tyler Reddick took a hit yesterday so much so that he brought his car into the garage area and got out and didn't race for the rest of the day. So he you're took tell- some kind of a hit. So I think there so are some happened? drivers that are concerned about this car wherever they're running, but I don't think that's the reason why we had single-file racing at Martinsville. What happened to Tyler Reddick? He, uh, he had some kind of a uh, contact with something and, and uh, knocked his head back into the headrest, and it, he didn't feel good after that. So he pulled the car into the garage area, got out, didn't race for the rest of the day. Richard Childress came down, put his arm around his shoulder, said, hey, you know, perfect, you shouldn't, perfect shouldn't be exa- running. Perfect example right there, right? A guy can get hurt on a quarter-mile racetrack. Oh, sure. Yeah. And by the way, Alex Bowman is going to race at Phoenix next weekend. So mm-hmm. He's going to be back in the race car. But uh, it was a better show than we saw in the spring at Martinsville because of the activities at the end of that race. Ross Chastain saved the day. And, you know, pretty dramatic to see Christopher Bell uh, after that yellow flag came in for four tires when others took two and had to make some passes there at the end to pull that off. Second time in four weeks that 
Christopher Bell has had a walk-off win to make it into the next round. Yeah. Christopher, so, I mean, Bell, Christopher Bell might win the championship. This yeah, year. sure. I mean, no if, if he can do this two times in a row, two stages in a row, the round of get into the round of eight and then get into the round of four by having to win to make it into the next round, he can certainly, certainly capable of going to Phoenix and pulling it off there. Let me ask you this. Do you think Christopher Bell is more motivated because Kyle Larson won the championship last year? you think it, it, it drives him a little bit more? What do you think, Austin? you think that pushes him a little bit more knowing that Kyle Larson won the championship last year and now he, he wants to – make sure that he solidifies his name in the cup ranks as well? I think he's already solidified his name in there. He's won multiple races and drives for one of the best teams, you know, on, on the tour. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody's there. everybody goes out at the start of the year to win a championship. Uh, no matter, you know, circumstances, they want to win it, and they're going to do everything that takes to win it. And um, that's, that's just the racer's mindset. I think this combination with Adam Stevens and Christopher Bell has been gold. And they've been the best team at Joe Gibbs Racing all year long. They've been better than Denny Hamlin, better than Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. They've been the best team that Toyota's put out there all season long. And they didn't build up enough stage points throughout the year, which, you know, made them have to pull off a, you know, late, third race heroics in each of these rounds to try to get into the next round because they didn't build up enough stage points. But uh, through the latter part of the year, there's been no better team than Christopher Bell and Adam Stevens. Was uh, Denny Hamlin the best car of the race? He led a 203 laps compared to Christopher Bell's 150 laps. Was Denny Hamlin, was the mistakes on pit road, did that kill him? that and I just don't think his car performed near as well in the later stage of that race. They talked about it in great length after the race that in the pits is what cost him the race. Yeah. I mean that hurt him. There's no doubt about it, but I still think What happened to car, him in the pits? Do you I know? I just think they had they just had bad pit stops. Did you watch that Austin? Did you see anything that happened in the pits? No, I, I didn't tune in until the end of the race when I knew there was something going to be exciting. Right. Isn't that the way it is, though? Yeah. I think that's what tune you in get. toward the last 50 laps. Uh, that's right? what you get with 500-mile race or 500-lap uh, races and, uh, you know, multiple 100-mile races. Yeah. I, I mean, the strategy that goes into, you know, those long races is is what, you know, makes makes it interesting, but... I think you'd get more excitement out of it, you know, shortening the races down. Right. No, I, I would agree with you on that. No doubt. Because who wants to sit there for four hours and watch it? I mean, Nobody. I, you can sit there and watch, an, a, a, like Kirk and I were talking on, on Saturday morning, you can sit there and watch, for example, a Formula One race in an hour and a half and a sprint car race in, in you know, less than a half an hour. I don't think they'd be a half an hour races, but you can find a, a happy median right there and, and entertain the fan and, and stop, you know, having to play commercials, um, you know, every every, you know, five ten laps because there's no entertainment on the track, and you got to fill, uh, you know, marketing spots. Well, let me just say the Formula One race, the the winner won by fifteen seconds. Yesterday, 
Yeah, how dramatic was that, Austin? Max first happened, did it again. Uh, uh, hold on. Let me <laughs> let me ask you again. He's won 14 races. Is that right? Yeah. That's her record, by the way. 14 races. One team has won 14 races in one series. How's that different than Donnie Schatz when he dominated the Outlaw Tour? And, I, and Mexico. Donnie is, Schatz hasn't dominated the Outlaw Tour in years. Uh, maybe four years, but you know Donnie used to win 20 races. So, and in Mexico, out of 90, still won won a lot of races, won more than anybody else. I, but I'm I'm just how many races do they run in Formula One? 23. 23 races. They run 90 races in 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 the world of outlaw sprint cars. So if you win 20 races, you do the math. The percentage is way different than 23 races. A team winning 14 races out of 23 is total domination. Yeah. I think what Austin's complaining about is the length of these races no, I, in NASCAR. No, I, I understand what he, what he was saying there, Kirk. I'm just saying, though, that when one team wins 14, race, wins 14 races out of 23, what's the math on that, Kirk? What's the percentage of that? Well, you you won over half the races. Right. Um, that's all I'm saying. So uh, let's let's get back to Christopher Bell, though. I'm I'm glad to see him pick up the win and get move on to the uh, the championship round. Um, Christopher Bell, it, 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 do you think he can win it, Kurt? Absolutely. I mean, just the 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 proof is in the last four weeks. He had to win at the Roval at Charlotte to make it into the next round. He had to win yesterday. He's certainly in a have-to-win situation. Right. And get the job done at Phoenix next week can can do it again. Yeah, I would favor Christopher Bell based on all of that right what, now. What do you think uh, Denny Hamlin felt like getting passed right there at the start-finish line by, by Ross Chastain doing the grind job around the wall? Especially Ross Chastain. Yeah, <laughs> of, all, of, of, of all, all people, people. Right, <laughs> right, yeah, right, exactly. I think he was in a bit of shock that that happened. I don't think anybody saw something like that happening. Especially Denny Hamlin. Do it, do, can we pull up some video of that, Austin, somewhere? Can you maybe pr try to find some video of that? And, and we'll uh, take a look at Ross Chastain. How many guys would have even thought to pull off something like well, did that? Did you know what he said? He took his hand off the wheel when he got up against the wall and just let the car drive itself through the corner. And flat-footed. And just he hit fifth gear and he flat-footed it and he ran it all the way on the wall grinding the wall all the way through the corner and beats Denny Hamlin back to the line. He is lucky that there was nobody else in that outside lane. Uh, and when you ride outside the wall lane. like that, on that uh, right there, up again. Nobody could go on the outside of him, Kurt. No, but I'm saying even down the front straightaway, a lot of times you had guys on the outside there. I mean, he had to have a clear shot coming along that wall to pass Denny Ham, everything had to work out. He was damn lucky that there was no other cars around there, uh, because th there could have been a, you know, if there had been, there would have been a big time crash. Let's watch right this there. again. Here we go down into the corner. He's getting around Kozlowski right there. No, that, that's Denny Hamlin right there. Uh, how about that? Look at that grinding all the way through the wall. Austin. He had to grab the wheel when he got off the corner, didn't he? He had to steer the car down to the start-finish line, didn't he? 
Yeah, I don't. I didn't hear him say he took his hands off the wheel. Uh, normally, if if you're gonna ride the wall, you're gonna bury yourself in it and turn the wheel to the left. So I don't. I didn't like I said. I didn't hear the part where he, he took his hands off the wheel, but. Well, he he said as much. He it, said it, that, yeah. He, he said that in his interview that he took his he hands off the wheel and let it grind all the way through the wall. But when he gets to the straightaway, I got a feeling he had to put his hands back oh, on the wheel. He had to, yeah. But I I, I think that uh, Hamlin and his team thought that they were pretty well set. They knew the lap before that how far back Chastain was, so I think they thought that they had it in the bag, mm-hmm. and they were. All shocked, including Denny Hamlin, when when that happened. Right. So Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, and Chase Elliott are the final four, making it into the the final four, racing for the championship this year. And if I'm betting, I bet on Christopher Bell to pull this off. Who would you bet on, Austin, out of all those those four drivers? Oh, I don't know. I think it's going to be hard to to. I mean, Bell's going to be good. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Ross. I think it's just going to be kind of that storybook ending. Uh, second year on the team, uh, first year for the one car, uh, and they've done they've done you know great things this year. And I think uh, you don't know what they're going to have up their sleeve for for Phoenix, and I expect the unexpected. And I think he might have a pretty good shot. Yeah, I to be honest with you. I think uh, Chase Elliott's going to win the championship. Yeah, I mean, I would have said that back in September or heading into the playoffs because he was the best car heading into the playoff round, but he's not really run all that well. He has won one race. He won at Talladega. But I think you got to look at the guy that's won the most races here over the last month, and that's Christopher Bell. And Joey Logano would be my second pick right now. Did you say he's only got one win, Kurt? In, in the playoffs. He's, he's got, got he's five, got five wins, wins total. total. He's got five wins total, right. but one in the playoffs, and that was at Talladega. Mm-hmm. And I, I look at how, how have you performed recently, and the two guys that have done the best are Christopher Bell and Joey Logano. Mm. So they'd be my two picks to get this done well you 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 can only make one pick who do you think is going to win christopher bell all right okay and you're saying chase elliott well listen i'm going to be pulling for christopher bell all the way no doubt about it or ross chastain one of those two I, i i always like the underdogs to win ross chastain has won two races and his most recent win was April 24th at Talladega. The win before, they got two wins total. He won on the road course at Circuit of the Americas back in March. He has not win, won a race since April. So it's hard for me to say that Ross Chastain's going to all of a sudden step up and win a race or finish ahead of these other guys down at Phoenix. I just don't think that's going to happen. There's a thing called momentum. And right now, I think Ross Chastain has a little momentum. But he going. didn't win yesterday. Yeah, but he did. He did something nobody else would do, didn't he? He had to pull a rabbit out of the hat just to make it in. 
But, and he did. He got it done. He pulled the rabbit out of the hat. But that he? that doesn't mean that he's going to be better than these other three guys next week at Phoenix. I don't believe it. Hmm. Well, I don't know. What what tracks did he win at, Ross Chastain? He won the uh, the road course, the Circuit of the Americas, back in March, and then uh, April twenty fourth at Talladega. Did you see that? Two he pulled wins. that out April twenty fourth. How would he know the date? April twenty fourth. That was his most recent win. That's a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll just have to see how it all plays out. I, I'm I'm curious to see how it's going to go, man. But I think most of America, when it comes to dirt track people, they're going to be pulling for Christopher Bell, don't you think? Yeah, I think so. And I'm surprised that Kyle. This first, I'd heard that Kyle Larson didn't like that move by. Ross Chastain. I would have thought he would have liked something like that. No. Is it because he didn't pull that off? Somebody else did? Well, what I want Austin to do is to find that video before the end of the show, and we'll play that that comment that that, uh, Kyle Larson made. Every other driver I heard liked that move that Chastain pulled off. I don't know if everybody liked it. I, I don't think Denny Hamlin liked it much. Well, but he said at the end of it, hey, good for him. That, that was that was a great move, he said. Hey, before we go to break, uh, I want to talk about Ty Gibbs uh, knocking Brandon Jones out of the way for the oh, win. Oh, man. Teammate. It, uh, that's That was ridiculous. I mean, he was already into the next round. Did he have to knock his teammate out of the way? No, he didn't have to do that. That was That was bad. Really bad. Is, is Ty Gibbs the new Ironhead in, in NASCAR, do you yeah, think? Yeah, and he was unapologetic about it at the end of the race. He he didn't, hey, ca- man, I did what I had to do to win. Right. You know, I mean, come on. I don't think Brandon Jones was too happy about it. No. <laughs> no. I mean, Gibbs was already into the Final Four at Phoenix. He didn't have to do that. Right. Kind of makes me like Ty Gibbs, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Part of me kind of likes Ty Gibbs. Yeah, Ty, that, that was something you would like. You would like that. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a roughneck, and I kind of like Ty. Uh, Tammy says uh, Ty is a punk. <laughs> uh, well, Dave, it was just stupid. Right. And if I was his grandpa, I'd be really mad. Um, Dave Tyson says, I think Chase Elliott will be focused and prepared to win in Phoenix. Plus, I just bought a Chase Elliott hoodie. Oh, so there you go. Uh, Pete says, last lap by Chastain was the fastest all weekend, including qualifying. Track record. Was it? Yeah, they said that lap was a track record. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Yeah. Fastest anybody had ever gone around that racetrack. Right. Incredible. Unbelievable. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more of Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. Lee Spitcher joins us next, Racing Boys Own. It's right here on Mostly Motorsports. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. 
friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix, it works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play getaway. Osage National Golf Resort. Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system. Pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works. 
You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. Kirk Elliott sitting in with us as he does each and every Monday. Joining us now on the show is Racing Boys' own Lee Spencer. Lee, how you doing? I'm great. How's it going? Uh, you know, it's it's going pretty good. Uh, a lot to talk about. Christopher Bell picks up the win at Martinsville, but most people are talking about the move that Ross Chastain made on that final lap. What do you think about that? Oh, I thought it was uh, pretty sporty. I certainly didn't see that coming, right? I mean, I was listening to uh, Hamlin's radio because I, I knew that last spot was pretty much up for grabs between he and and Chastain. But then, you know, as I was walking down to uh, on the last lap to go do the media availabilities and heard the place erupt and looked at the screen, you you just couldn't believe what you were seeing. I mean, it looked like you know, something out of a movie or a video game. I know a lot of people right. use video game, but man, it was just, uh, it was just kind of crazy town from where we were sitting. Well, you had the pulse of the drivers uh, when you were there. What was the majority of the drivers' feelings about the move that Ross Chastain made? Because Kyle Larson was kind of critical of it. Uh, I'm putting up a story as soon as I. I get done with this interview on, on race employees, you know, just kind of addressing that because I didn't, um, I, I really felt like initially the response was just disbelief and amazement and, um, wish they had tried it. And then as it started <laughs> setting in that, you know, I'm the dumbass that didn't try it <laughs> and same did. And he's racing for a championship this weekend. Um, you know, then the it kind of went more sour grapes. And then the longer that it went on and, you know, kind of the uh, fun fell out of it, um, you know, realization crept in. I think that there was more of a, you know, how do we police ourselves kind of situation that ensued. Yeah. Let me, let me ask you this. We got in a little bit of a debate between the three of us here a little bit earlier I know it's a quarter-mile racetrack, but listen, we know that drivers can get injured on a quarter-mile racetrack. Do you think that that race was a little lackluster yesterday because drivers are concerned about— oh, It was brutal. It was absolutely—if if Chastain doesn't make that move in the, you know, in the half of a last lap, um, we're not even—you know, we, we're talking about Bell, and that's it. Right. I mean, we're—you know, Bell won— Great, great job, Christopher. You know, you won two of the last four races. You're spectacular in these clutch moments. You've really stepped up. You're, on, you're, you know, this is your third year on the tour. And you already look like you've belonged here for years. Right. I mean, on and on and on, right? Um, it was awful. The racing was awful. It was follow the leader. Um, I, you guys know I sit up in the press box. I got a perfect view of turns one and two to go two full stages and nothing happened. I mean, right. nothing happened. Um, you know, with the exception of, of, you know, and, and we're getting mixed messages on, on the Tyler Reddick situation, but you know, if somebody's complaining of a headache, um, you know, and, and especially after getting pounded in the back, like you do in these cars, right. And right. if you have anything um, previously going on, 
you know, even mild, mild concussion going on prior to that, and then somebody's pounding the back of you with these cars because there's no way else that you're going to be able to advance your position. You can't advance your position by passing in these cars. It's not happening. And right. it's maybe 60 degrees yesterday. Um, I don't know. You know, it's just it's um, when they did the tire test, it was probably 30, at least 30 degrees warmer and, and probably a lower dew point. Um, it wasn't, you know, it just they did three tests between the the debacle in the spring and this race. And unfortunately, because of the time of year it is, and I'm not saying it's not a great track to hold it, they're just going to have to come up with a different car. Um, one size fits all does not fit with this new car at short tracks at road courses. They need a car for, they need a specific car for short tracks. They need a specific car for road courses. Um, because you cannot, and I can tell you Phoenix isn't going to be any better. Um, I will, I'll, you know, I'm not even going to, to take a breath on that. I, you know, we saw what happened. Yes, they've had. Uh, nine months now to work on the car, but I don't anticipate it being the, a barn burner. Um, I really think, you know, and I'm sorry that they didn't do it for next year, but they need to get this this season finale back to Homestead where we can actually see real racing to decide the champion. Right. So would the answer be, are the drivers scared of this race car? Yes or no? I'm sorry. What did you say? Are, are the drivers scared of the race car? Yes. Are they scared of it? I don't. I don't know if "scared" is the word to use. I think that they're apprehensive because they know until they get the fix in for these cars that there's the potential that they could be Alex Bowman or or Kurt Busch. Yeah, I heard uh, Tyler Reddick on the air here just a little while ago. He was on Sirius XM Radio being interviewed, and uh, according to him, he feels a lot better today and appears to be good to go next weekend. The way he said, I'm not sure about that, but. I still don't know exactly how bad injured he is does, right now. Does NASCAR have a protocol that they have to go through before they're cleared to race again? Will Tyler Reddick have to go through that protocol? I, I would think. I mean, I would think so. Um, you know, Bowman said he felt fine on Tuesday, and then you know, at the end of the day, started feeling you know funky and. Um, I do not know, and I have never had a concussion. I don't know enough about concussions to speak intelligently on them. Mm -hmm. The one thing that I take from everybody I talk talk to um, and the people who have experienced this is, you know, it's kind of like leaves, right, or snowflakes. Everyone is different. You cannot, you know, you could study a thousand different concussions and they would all have, you know, different, aspects to it that would you know depending upon the person the age i mean there's so many factors to take into it um no two are alike and that is the one thing that you know listening to dale jr listening to kurt bush listening to what their doctor um mickey collins who is in charge of the you know the sports injury um you know Part he studies the concussions from sports injuries, you know, head trauma uh, at the University of Pittsburgh. You know, that's that's kind of like the overwhelming thing that we get time and again is that they're they're not alike. And so, how do you treat them? You know, you have to treat each one individually. And so, um, 
I, you know, I hope that Tyler um, is fine. And I think RCR put out something throughout the course of the race um, that it, you know, he uh, passed the neurological test, someone, you know, someone sitting next to me had said, I mean, I was so entranced in the the race that I didn't follow up on any of this. So I don't feel comfortable, you know, saying black and white what, you know, what, what was on Twitter, Ari, you know, Tyler. But all I can say is um, I hope he gets back soon. Now, you know, somebody asked Alex, and I thought that this was a very, you know, a question that needed to be asked if, if we weren't racing at your home track, if this wasn't Greg Ives um, last race as crew chief for the number 48, would you, you know, would you consider, you know, just waiting out until next year? And so, um, you know, I thought that that was a good question to ask because I mean, why, why rush it when your long-term health is, is at risk. And right. um, I just, uh, you know, I, 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 Alex looked right, seemed like his own chipper self. He certainly hasn't lost his sense of humor through all this. And um, he's just such a great kid. And, you know, he has such – he has the potential to really be a star. He doesn't get – you know, he's he's kind of like a Matt Kenseth where, he, you know, he's sharp as a tack, but you kind of have to pull it out of him. And um, we need somebody like Alex Bowman around all the time. And I, I can tell you, I miss not having him at the racetrack over the last month. Well, let me just tell you, as somebody that has had, I know I've had seven concussions in my lifetime. And to this day, I can tell the difference between, I, I, sometimes I just can't pull it together. And I feel it. And uh, I, I'd hate it for any one of these drivers to get uh, multiple concussions because I'm telling you, when you get older, you feel it a little bit more. So um, who do you think is the odds-on favorite to win the championship? Joey Logano, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain, or Chase Elliott right now? Who, who's the odds-on favorite, you think? To me, um, you know, logic would lean towards Logano. Mm. And I say that because... They have had three weeks now to prepare the car for Phoenix. He's had three, you know, he's had three really good weeks of sleep, um, you know, with the exception of having three little kids. <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, I think that they're the most prepared going in. He's also been through it before. Um, you know, looking at Chase Elliott and the numbers that he put up over the, gosh, over the last three weeks, it, it, he is not – I mean, I haven't seen anything out of him since that win that he had at Italic. Um, And, you know, I I just don't think that that's a driver's track where, um, you know, if somebody's going to be able to win a race, there's been too many, um, you know, people win at Talladega and, and Daytona, and they never win again, right? So. Right. Um, I'm not saying that it's not difficult to win that race. I'm just saying, you know, it's, um, I don't think it's an indicator as to how good is he going to be, um, moving forward, but just looking at, yeah, he had five wins earlier or, you know, four wins during the regular season, won the regular season with ease. And and that's, what's propelled him all the way to the championship four was just being able to take those points with him every step of the way. 
Do you think? Uh, but Talladega, huh? Uh, I was going to ask, do you think the fans are pulling more for Ross Chastain and Christopher Bell out of out of the four drivers? Well, I would I would think only because, you know, I think Logano's picked up a lot of fans from being on Sirius. I think that that's really done wonders for his personality or his popularity, rather, because they've gotten to see the real Joey Logano. But, you know, if I look at, at you know, if I look at Chase Elliott and he finished 21st at Las Vegas, 14th at Homestead, and the only reason he had a top 10 at Martinsville is because Brad Kozlowski was disqualified. And so... Um, I, you know, I just, um, I think Chastain, I mean, how, how cool is what he did? Fernando Alonso, the F1 champion just retweeted the the clip and said it was the coolest thing he saw in racing all year. (laughs) I mean, when you get that kind of vote of confidence from, um, you know, (laughs) from Fernando Alonso, it says the best thing of 2022 in motor racing. He said, we all did this on video games with damaged disabled. Never thought this could become reality. And, and I mean, when you think about, you know, getting accolades from um, someone of that caliber, it just tells you how far reaching what he did. And if you're yeah. picking up fans like, like <laughs> Alonzo, then I think that, you know, it's, uh, Gosh, the the world's your oyster right now, and um, mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see if he can maintain that. I will tell you, the roar of the crowd when he crossed the finish line ahead of Denny. Denny was discovered at Martinsville. J.D. Gibbs discovered Denny, you know, running late models at, at Martinsville. And when Denny came across the stage on Sunday, um, you know, I think the only two people who had, had more booze for them was Ty Gibbs and, and Kyle Bush. And so, um, you know, it's um, – I, I think that Ross is really picking up steam. I think with the marketing machine of Trackhouse Racing behind him, the sky's the limit. Right. You had a chance to talk to Denny after the race. What what was his thoughts of that move of Ross Chastain? Did he have any comments about that? Oh, he had all kinds of uh, comments on that. Um, he said, great move, brilliant, certainly a great move. When you have no other choice, it certainly is easy to do that, but well executed. Mm-hmm. It's the rules we play. You've got to race inside these walls, and he found a way to do it better than us on the last lap. Yeah, uh, That's my story that's going up on racing boys momentarily. So um, I thought I, Denny handled, handled it very diplomatically. Um, yeah, he was disappointed, but the, you know, it, there wasn't, and what else could he have done? If he doesn't enter into the penultimate race, you know, he, he's been there fighting the whole time. He's been right in the mix of everything, but, um, you know, just like Chase Elliott, not showing up for these final, you know, races of the year, the same thing happened to Hamlin. Hamlin came in below the cut line. He has the dominant car on Sunday. He wins the first two stages. Um, And then the third stage, he has three pit stops that put him behind the eight ball. He enters the final 25 laps, four points behind Chastain. Coming to the final lap, he is two points. He's to the good on Chastain. Um, And had it not been for Chastain's move, and, you know, subsequently, Keselowski being 
uh, knocked out, but it, it would have been all over. But when you look at Denny, okay, Denny had um, his his uh, he had a fifth place finish at Vegas. He had a seventh place finish at Homestead. He had a fifth place finish yesterday, and it wasn't enough to move on. And to me, that's that's kind of mind blowing when you put up those numbers. And you still aren't good enough to to transfer. I mean, he did. He had one finish outside the top ten, and that was thirteenth on the Roval throughout the the chase or the playoffs. And it wasn't good enough to advance to the final four. So, yeah. And you know, in comparison, Christopher had two wins in the last four races, and those two wins um, were each walk off homers to advance to the next round. And um, you're looking, you know, Bell, and, and we've said it for a long time on this network, Bell is, you know, he's the future of racing. And we're going to get to the point, you know, it was so cool to see Chase uh, Briscoe and Bell racing against each other yesterday. And then you got Chase, um, you know, you have Larson and Bell going at it. And to have these guys from the dirt world just really – um, you know, establishing themselves as the next generation. It's really cool to watch. Yeah. All right. Let's let's uh move over to Ty Gibbs. He takes out Brandon Jones for the Oh my God. For the win. What do you think Joe Gibbs is thinking about all this? Um they talked to him on Sunday and I mean I think when Bell won, I would not be surprised if he said, Okay, Corey, you're the one going in the media center because he's your kid and I don't want to deal with this. Right. Uh because he knew the question was gonna come up and he was asked about it and it's like, Yeah, da 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 I to me it just sounds like chin music. I'm it just doesn't it, the whole thing just does not sit well with me, and I hope somebody hands you know hands him his ass on on Saturday in Phoenix because it's the only way he's going to learn. Um, clearly, he's not getting the kind of discipline he needs through the company, so you know somebody has to step in. I do not understand after what Bubba did, and they put parked Bubba that something you know some sort of sanctioning wasn't taken. Um, with Ty Gibbs. I mean, I know he's a future star of the sport, but that's no excuse. Um, it, it, you know, if I'm Toyota and I'm sitting there and I'm watching, you know, half of my opportunity to go win a championship at, at Phoenix fade away because, you know, one guy knocks another Toyota driver out and now he's got three Chevys and one Toyota going for the championship, I'd be furious. Because they write a big check to Joe Gibbs Racing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's somebody needs to get a handle on that kid, and it needs to happen soon. Because we, we've seen how this happens before. Um, if his name wasn't Gibbs, you know, I don't. I'm not quite sure he'd still be in the system. Have, you know, the, I think what a lot of people were booing him even more so than the 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 act himself of bumping. Brandon Jones out of the way was his comments after the race. He was not apologetic about that at all. He said, I did what I had. I mean, his comments at the end of the race were more disgusting than the act itself to me. Well, I just think, you know, throwing up the Lord's name and all of this gets right. so yeah. 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 Um, because 
I mean, I know that when you're racing, and, and Scott, you know, you're the racer of the of the bunch. I know the golden rule goes out the door sometimes when, right. <laughs> you know, but it, it, if that is like the main tenant of Christianity, I, I don't see it. I don't see one sense. I don't see one ounce of humility in that child. No Not doubt. one ounce of humility. And it's about time somebody taught him some because it's, it's going to be a hard road for him. And, you know, if NASCAR's not going to step in, if his family's not going to step in, if Toyota's not going to step in, then the other, the other competitors need to be the enforcers because this cannot be allowed to go on. Could he be the next big heel in, in, in cup racing, do you think? You think he's going to be a heel? Don't you think there's a difference between being a heel and being an ass? I mean, I think you, know, you can be you can be Kyle Bush and and you know wear the black hat, right? I mean, Kyle Kyle is the consummate heel. Kyle, you know, Kyle loves just getting the crowd all riled up. But there's a way to do it. And I mean, even at times, you know, you'd kind of like to smack Kyle. It just, you know, it's like, okay, that was a little too much. But it's like, this kid just knows no bounds. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from his talent. I mean, I, you know, the first, I interviewed him at the start of the year at Daytona. He was hanging out in front of the 18 hauler. And I, I'm like, oh, this is a great opportunity. You know, it's Sunday. He's got no responsibilities other than glad handing the JGR sponsors that are coming in and want to meet the new kid and, you know, this, that, and the other. And, you know, just asking him a basic question such as, you know, how did you develop your talent? And I get the answer. I I give all the glory to God. No, that has absolutely nothing to do with you developing your talent. Does God give people certain gifts? If you want to believe that, you know, that's awesome. But it's what you do with those gifts. And it's you personally, your trainers, you know, what you know, what you have um, available through your resources, um, whether it's watching videotapes, whether it's emulating, you know, someone else and, you know, trying to pattern yourself after them. I, You know, giving me a stock answer like that, he shut me down, you know, uh, I just – I. I was done. I mean, and that's, um, I'm sorry, to me, that's a no answer. And, um, I, you know, I've just, I've watched the rest of it go on, and I can't think of somebody who has attracted more enemies through the course of their uh, first full year in a series um, than he has. Well, all I, I'm going to say is I like it. <laughs> oh, I know you do. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just going to say, I, I like guys that are heels. I love guys that are not will are, are not scared to get in there and mix it up with people. I, I, I'm just attracted to those kind of guys. Uh, you know, I like Ross Chastain. I like Ty Gibbs. But what, what this kid did the other day was just flat stupid. I mean, that was dumb. Well, listen, his technique... He could have went in there and and, and he can he can wheel a race car. I right. mean, there's no doubt he can wheel a race car. Um, but you know, to to hide behind the cloth to do it, I mean, right. That's you know, the problem. That's the problem everybody has with him right now, right? 
I, I just I it I don't I just find it blasphemous. I mean, I don't know any other way to describe it. It's it's um, I, I you know we we've, we've seen the evangelical you know preachers out there that it, it's you know it's just kind of creepy, um, yeah. you know, for some of them, and it's it, this this just takes that to a whole different level. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, well, Lee. What, your story is going to be up here pretty quick on Racing Boys? As soon as I get off the radio. All right. Well, we appreciate everything you do for us. Um, you, you're such an asset to Racing Boys, and we appreciate that. And we we can't thank you enough for coming on today and being a part of the show. Thank oh, you. I'm happy to do it. And I'll be on Sirius here in, in the next 45 minutes. So um, on your way home, tune it in. I will all be right. listening. Thank you for all you do, Lee. Thank you. Happy to help, guys. All right. There you have it, Lee Spencer. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Lucas Oil Products. It works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer, keep that engine alive. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com. Serving the racing community for over 30 years. Next to your vehicle's engine, your transmission is the most important component of your car. If it's not properly maintained, your car may not shift properly. By adding Lucas Transmission Fix to your transmission, it cleans and lubricates sticking valves for proper shifting, renews worn bands to stop slipping, stops seal leaks, will not void new car warranties, contains no harmful solvents. Lucas Transmission Fix. It works. Here at Specialty Sportswear, in-house, we do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Missouri's must play away. Osage National Three nine hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. 
One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding Lucas Fuel Treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil, it works. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Welcome back to Mostly Motorsports. Again, I'm Scott Trailer, along with producer Austin O'Neill. Kirk Elliott sitting in with us as he does each and every Monday. Want to remind everybody they got a brand new 2023 Z06 Corvette up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. They're going to be giving this car away uh, next year. And it is a beautiful car. They're going to be giving it away on Saturday, August 19th, 2023. They're going to give you $25,000 in cash as well on top of it to help you pay for the taxes on the car. Folks, here's a little information about this race, this car. This is as close to a real race car as you can get. It makes 760 horsepower. It's a 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. It's an 8-speed automatic transmission. Uh, this car is such a great car. It's, it's got larger tires and wheels on it. It's got the uh, aero brake package on it. it it's just a, a fantastic car. This is as close to a real race car as you can get, folks. It's got the edge red brake calipers on it. It, it, it. It's just a beautiful car. It's pearl white Metallica with tri-coat color. And, again, they're going to give you $25,000 on top of it. Um, they're going to give it away, again, Saturday, August 19, 2023. It, it's just a great, great car, folks. You need to get online and buy some raffle tickets right now at when. Win a Z06 Corvette.com. That's win a Z06 Corvette.com. Just uh, get online, buy you some raffle tickets, and have a chance to win this great 2023 Z06 Corvette with the Z07 performance package on it as well. And while you're there, you might want to go online and buy a sprint car raffle ticket as well. Um, 
the museum is also going to give you $25,000 for the this complete 410 triple X chassis race car. They're going to be giving it away on Friday, December 16th. That's this year, folks. So we're getting close. And if you want to buy the raffle tickets online, you can do so at sprintcarraffle.com. That's sprintcarraffle.com. If you're not really comfortable by doing that online, because I know some older people out there don't like giving their information online, you could always give them a call at 641-842-6176. That's 641-842-6176. And again, you can do it online at sprintcarraffle.com. It's a great, great deal on a great sprint car. So we had a lot to talk about today, Kirk. We talked uh, uh, quite a bit about cup racing today. Tomorrow, um, we're gonna we're gonna get more back into what we like to talk about most uh, mostly, and that's about sprint car racing. There was a lot of racing going on this weekend, and we're gonna talk in great length about that tomorrow. Yeah, boy, I'm glad you got to see that show the other night. They got it in down at Creek County Speedway. They did. Happy about that. Yep, they got it the in. The fuzzy fall fling. Jason Martin finally picks up a win. Yeah. And Blake Hahn wraps up his second straight championship. I, I, I don't think that's his first win of the year, Jason Martin. I think he won a race somewhere else this year. I thought I heard Brian said that was his first, but I could be mistaken about that. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I can... Uh, I can uh, take a look here real quick and find out. Jason Martin. It said Jason Martin finally parked his number 39 in victory lane. Oh, it, that was his first win yep. of the year. Yeah, he's had 11 top fives, 22 top tens. Rookie of the year. 33 races. Yeah, rookie of the year. So. Well, I'm happy they got it in down there. You were wondering if they were going to be able to. It was spitting rain down there, and they, they did get it worked in. Glad, glad for that. Well, you know, it was important to get the fuzzy fall fling in because in in the honor of Fuzzy Han, uh, they wanted to make sure they got that thing in. So um, they did everything they could. They tilled the track. They worked the top of it. They worked the bottom of it. And they just kept working until that racetrack was pretty good. And, uh, again, Blake Han picks up his second Lucas Oil ASCS National Tour Sprint Car Series Championship. So, a couple of other uh, great races on Saturday night. There was a good finish in the USMTS Modifieds down at 81 Speedway, where Tyler Davis, who wrapped up the USRA Championship, also won the USMTS race and held off Rodney Sanders right at the wire mm. uh, for a great finish down there at 81 Speedway. And also last night, uh, Geo Selsey. Wins fifteen grand at Bridgeport out in New Jersey, winning a big sprint car race out there. So hats off to those. We'll guys. talk about that more tomorrow on Mostly Motorsports. We'll get in t- back into sprint car racing tomorrow, folks. I know we had a lot to talk about when it came to uh, Cup racing today, but man, how could you not talk about all the things that happened? Ty Gibbs wrecking Brandon Jones, uh, Ross Chastain on the last lap, beating Denny Hamlin to the line. Um, Kyle Larson saying that that was an embarrassing move. That's his quote. It was an embarrassing move that what Ross Chastain did. Well, I like Kyle Larson, but I don't agree with him on that. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. And, and then maybe tomorrow we'll uh, we'll try to get that, re- that replay of 
Kyle Larson making that comment. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm not going to be on your show tomorrow, but I just want to work this in. Uh, congratulations to Erica Enders, her fifth pro stock championship in the NHRA yesterday. Fifth what, title. What about Tony Stewart making it to the final round? How about that? Yeah. The top alcohol dragster yesterday. Yeah. Lost to a 20-year-old gal in the final, but he was still pretty happy with the way the weekend went. First of all, how many times have you heard somebody coming out making their debut in a top alcohol dragster and making it to the final round? Have you ever heard of that before? Uh, it's probably happened before, but I don't remember it. That's pretty good. I, I, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't recall yeah. ever hearing that somebody making it to the final round in their debut. It, it's probably happened, no doubt. The ladies made it happen. Out at Las Vegas yesterday, Brittany Force back on top of the top fuel standings with a big win in top fuel yesterday, joining uh, Eric Enders on the podium yesterday. And uh, also Matt Hagen, Tony Stewart's funny car driver, won yesterday too. Mm. So, You know, Pete brings up a, a, an interesting point, and Pete, we always appreciate your insight. Um, in hindsight, why didn't the, the, the Chastain move cause a caution? And with the field frozen, at that point, he does not make the playoffs. He's got a point there. He was in the wall, and he was grinding all the way through the corner in the wall. They could have thrown the caution right there. They could have, but that that, NASCAR, that would have been a dumb move on NASCAR's part to ruin a great finish like that after such a boring race. To throw a caution in that kind of a circumstance, that'd be shame on NASCAR if they did that. But, uh, Austin, Pete brings up a good point, though, doesn't he? I've never seen him throw a yellow for having a car on the wall. That lost, that never lost momentum. Mm. He was still moving. And it was faster than anybody had ever gone around Martinsville Speedway. I, 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 I've, seen, I've seen cars hit the wall and just barely hit the wall, and they throw the caution. That would have been a terrible thing had NASCAR thrown a yellow in that circumstance. Right. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. Tomorrow we'll get back on uh, topic of sprint car racing. Tomorrow we got a lot to talk about there in that, uh, in that department as well. So, again, I want to thank you all for tuning in each and every day. We've got some great loyal listeners that make sure that they, they listen to the show each and every day, and we can't thank you guys enough for doing so. Um, for Austin O'Neill, for my partner, Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. Oh, hey, Marie. We'll see you later, all right? Uh, it, it, it's good to see everybody, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow right here on Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Luke's Oil Products. It works. See you tomorrow. One of the main reasons for poor vehicle performance is a dirty fuel system. It can cause decreased fuel economy and actually do harm to your engine over time. By adding mucus fuel treatment to your vehicle, it cleans and lubricates the entire fuel system, pump, carburetors, fuel injectors, and valves as you drive. It also improves your vehicle's performance. It's a non-solvent product designed to protect both gasoline and diesel engines. Lucas Fuel Treatment. It works.
Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. At Lucas Oil, we take pride in creating problem-solving products to make your car care easier. We protect your vehicle and make it run longer so you can focus on the things that matter most. Whether it's commuting to work, visiting a loved one, taking the kids where they need to go, going to the big game, or anywhere life takes you, Lucas Oil is committed to getting you there for all of life's important moments. Lucas Oil. It works.